Good morning and welcome to Tuesday morning, December the 28th in 2021 on When I Rise. We're currently in year C and the second Sunday after Christmas. And on the Tuesday of the week, I'd like to take a look at the Psalm passage for this week from the Revised Common Lectionary in this week in the church calendar year. And so we find ourselves once again towards the end of the Psalter in Psalm 147, verses 12 through 20. So let me read that passage. We've got a couple points for reflection. And then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Psalm 147, verses 12 through 20. Glorify the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion. For he has strengthened the bars of your gates and blessed your children within your walls. He sends peace across your nation and satisfies your hunger with the finest wheat. He sends his orders to the world, how swiftly his word flies. He sends the snow like white wool. He scatters frost upon the ground like ashes. He hurls the hail like hailstones. Who can stand against the free, his freezing cold? Then at his command it all melts. He, he sends his winds and the ice thaws. He has revealed his words to Jacob his decrees and regulations to Israel. He has not done this for any other nation. They do not know his regulations. Praise the Lord. This is the word of God for us. Scholar Craig Broyles in his book over the Psalms suggests that Psalm 147 is a psalm that was written after Israel returned back from exile. So here we are kind of in league with what we discovered and what we meditated on yesterday from Jeremiah 31. The nation has been plunged into uh, some difficulty and challenges, and so they're making their way back. And so if you can remember the books of Ezra and Nehemiah, there's a couple different threats that they had to address uh, within Israel. First was an external threat and then an in internal threat. The external threat was that they needed to pr protect themselves against the nation, against raiding bands that would come against Jerusalem and its broken down walls. So Nehemiah is fortifying the wall. He's getting the city put back together so that they can be protected um, from invaders. But the internal struggle was how do we f fortify our souls? now that we've gone through such hardship and challenge, right? And part of that was to relearn again how good God was, what he gives as his gift, the gifts that he gives to his people, Israel. And so Psalm 147 is basically a catechism or a teaching instruction booklet on what God provides. And the second half of Psalm 147 talks about a couple different things. The first thing is protection within the city of Jerusalem. Uh, this was the city of David. It was the city of the kings. It was where the temple was. And so the psalmist reminds the people that this is a city that God has invested in just as they were invested within it. Then he turns into natural theology. He talks about how God sends the rain. He sends the, uh, the frost on the ground. He even sends the hailstones that are dangerous within uh, the climate uh, patterns of Palestine. And so this God gives you fortified walls, but he also gives you moisture uh, that waters the earth. And then last but not least, God has given us his law, his unique commands, 
his unique identity markers of what it means to be the people of Israel. Israel was scattered for a while and now they're back and they have a couple lessons to learn. Lesson number one is, is that they need, to, they need to have like soft and pliable hearts before God. And then they also need to be distinct. I mean, there's a good chance that these folks, as they were in different lands, they learned different customs, different languages, perhaps even diff, uh, different contours of how to be religious and worship. And so what uh, the psalmist is adding to what other teachers throughout Israel are trying to add towards is this idea of this is what it means for us to be a distinct and called out and separate and unique people is that God has given us his commandments. You know, we look at commandments and we think, oh, these are restrictive. Uh, these things clamp us down and they, um, they kind of ruin the party with all these rules and regulation. But uh, the, the people who received them in the Old Testament period, they didn't see them that way. They saw them as gifts because whenever they lived into these commandments, they actually lived as that unique people. The law wasn't given because God is stern. He wants to see people suffer. But the law was given as clarity. And therefore, that law was a grace. Um, it allowed them to know what it meant to be God's people, and it set them apart. And they were able to celebrate how they were unique before God. And so I think that's important for us, no matter how long we've been in religious settings, particularly the Christian religion. Um, we might, you know, we, we still wonder and we still uh, pick up things along the way that are contrary to the gospel and the call of Jesus. And so as Nehemiah and Ezra and others were calling the people of Israel back to their original identity. God continues to call us back as well. And I think as you and I begin to start a, a new year in front of us, we might be asking ourselves some questions of meditation of like, what, what are some things that I need to spruce up? What are some things that I need to have straightened out in order to more fully embody this life of Christ? And so as we pray, let's just consider those things. And I think God's illumination will, like his lamp will shine on some things. And then we can give those things before God, not in fear and condemnation, uh, but in joy and celebration of this new life that we are discovering again and again deep within us. So with those things in mind, let's spend some time praying together this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you that we can be reminded of who you are and the gifts that you give us and how our life is now newly situated within a covenant of grace instead of a covenant of condemnation leading to our own demise. And so we thank you that you've washed us clean, that you've made us new, that you've canceled the debt against us, the written code that we uh, created for ourselves that led not not to life but to condemnation so god i thank you that with you we have new life that we could take a deep breath because we are in a place of rest instead of in a place of hurry but god we confess to you that there are still edges of our life that are rogue that uh, try to wander away from the path that you've given us and so god i pray that uh, by your wisdom that you would teach us as we particularly as we uh, come into a new year and as we think about our lives and have some space for meditation. I pray that the, the lamp of your spirit would illuminate uh, perhaps an issue or two in our life that really does prevent us from experiencing the abundant life. And I pray that as we give those areas of our life to you, that we might find an ease and a comfort to live into the new reality of who we are and not to be held in bondage to the old way of life. You command us to take off the old self and to put on the new self. And so God, we choose to do that today because of the grace that you give us. So watch over us today. Allow us to learn fresh and new the things that we've always known, the things we have yet 
to uncover. We pray that you would teach us and be our teacher and that it would lead to a greater place of rest and freedom. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.